Mix104.9.com.au for all the latest news and information now. 360 with Katie Wolf. Everyone is listening. Mix 104.9, 100% NT. The Northern Territory News is reporting that the Territory's COVID-19 rental measures have been extended, despite the Attorney-General Selena Rubo being told it was no longer necessary by the Northern Territory's peak real estate body. Now, in an email that the Northern Territory News has obtained, the Real Estate Institute of the Northern Territory, uh, their Chief Executive Quinton Killian, told members that Ms Rubo decided not to repeal the Residential Tenancies COVID-19 modification notice from 2020. Now joining me uh, on the line to tell us a little bit more about the situation is uh, Quinton Killian who is indeed the Chief Executive of the Real Estate Institute of the Northern Territory. Good morning to you Quinton. Morning Katie. Quinton uh, tell us about this change and why the government or I guess you know why you believe the government's decided not to, to repeal it. Well, first and foremost, uh, it's interesting that every other jurisdiction in Australia has decided to remove their moratoriums on on rent, some quite early in the piece, including Tasmania and and others later in the piece, uh, including South Australia, which is due to remove theirs in May. Mm -hmm. But every other jurisdiction in Australia has uh, recognised the fact that the, the emergency legislations that they put in place have done their job um, they've protected uh, people through the, the pandemic, through the height of the pandemic, and they are no longer required. Uh, and that's our argument here. And it's also the argument of our own department that, that it has done its job. Uh, and, and by their own admission, the government has, has noted that the Territory has uh, perhaps survived the, the pandemic better than any other jurisdiction. So there has been a lot less impact on our market. In fact, the impact on our market was negligible uh, right through 2020. So, Quinton, uh, Therefore, what is the... there isn't a need to have uh, emergency legislation in place anymore that actually impedes on a private market. So, Quinton, what exactly um, does the legislation mean right now for, for those renting a unit or a home in the Territory? Well, well, in particular, the things that that we we see that are now an impediment that were a, were were meant to, to as a safeguard during the, uh, the the pandemic, which are now an impediment, is, is the inability for a landlord to move on a recalcitrant t- tenant. So, under the normal legislation, um, you would have a fourteen day notice period by either party uh, for the cessation of a lease at the end of a lease. But under the uh, modification notice, that extends out to 60 days. However, before a landlord can place uh, a a recalcitrant tenant for for non-rent payment on notice, that rent also has to be in arrears for 60 days. So now you're 120 days before they can give a notice instead of 14 days. Wow. This is is a real deterrent um, because it's stopping people who are coming up from, from down south. It's stopping uh, landlords from being able to um, move on their, prop- their, their, their onto their properties. It's stopping people moving into properties that they've purchased because, of course, you can't cease a lease if, if a lease is, is in place to move a, a, a person in. We have uh, an example that was given to me by one of our members the other day that, uh, unfortunately, uh, a, a tenant wanted to move in they did actually get the dates wrong on it, but now the new tenant has to actually camp out, buy camping equipment and camp out for the next two months while they're waiting for um, that property to become available for them. Goodness um, me. It, it's, it is a, 
It's a major deterrent to to investors, and Mm. that was highlighted in Western Australia. The Western Australian government actually recognised what a deterrent their moratorium was to their investment market, which is moving along quite nicely, and that's one of the reasons that they took their moratorium off. Um, Why do you think that the government's gone down this path, despite what other states are doing and despite the advice of the Real Estate Institute? Well, look, the, the, the reasoning we were given was that uh, it, it aligns with the emergency health declaration, which is in place until the 21st of June. Now, we uh, accept that the emergency health declaration is important because that controls a lot of other things, not just real estate. That controls uh, the ability to do vaccinations, to do uh, masks at airport and all sorts of things. But this legislation or this, this, this piece of legislation is while it's in place during emergencies, it is separate to it and it is at the minister's pleasure. So the minister can choose whether or not that piece of legislation remains in place. It is not absolutely tied to the health declaration. It is there at the, the behest of the, the, the health declaration, but it is not tied to it. So my concern, my big concern is, is that this is market control by stealth that, that the, the emergency legislation is being used to manipulate uh, the market when there isn't an emergency in place. And that would be very, very wrong if that was the intent. Um, Quinton, does it prevent a landlord from putting their, uh, you know, from putting rent up and that kind of thing as well or, or no? Uh, there, are, there are no restrictions around that, but there are general rules about uh, increasing rent. So you can't increase the rent, of course, um, in, in, in the middle of a tenancy or partway through a tenancy unless you have already agreed with the, the tenant at the beginning of that tenancy agreement on a rent increase and how that will be done. So you actually have to put in very specific details about how that rent would increase. Uh, there are other rules that uh, you can't do it within two years of another rent increase, etc., etc., uh, but certainly uh, at the end of a, uh, of a tenancy, um, a landlord is quite entitled to put their rent up. But interestingly, I did some differentials uh, just the other day and people are talking about uh, rent increases. Mm. But when I look at the September to December quarter, the rent increase uh, between September quarter and December quarter was just $33 per week for houses and $22 per week for units. So... Yes, the rent has increased in, in, in the last uh, couple of quarters, but it's not dramatic, um, Is considering that-, that if you go back over the last four to five years, we saw rent decrease by nearly 40% across the board. Um, so landlords have been doing it fairly tough for about the last five years. Is it, I mean, is it a strange situation that we're in, though, where, you know, rental prices are going up, uh, despite the fact that then, I guess, on the other hand, we've got the government sort of keeping, the, keeping you know, this, uh, these, this legislation in place due to COVID? Well, no, because if, if, if you look at it um, uh, somewhat cynically and yep. say that this is because they're trying to protect um, a, a cohort of people who don't really need protection but perhaps are struggling to pay rent and mm. and that would be market manipulation that would be rent control um and and rent control never works rent control is a very very bad thing because it would manipulate a market and in the end it will actually hurt the people that it's trying to protect yeah now logically the the, the legislation was there during an emergency period well that by by all 
uh, signs, that emergency period as it stands doesn't exist any longer. There, there really wasn't an emergency, um, not to the extent that we saw in, say, Victoria or, or, or New South Wales. Mm. Um, you know, we, we did not suffer to that extent. In fact, we've done surveys which we provided to the Minister that show less than 1% of the entire rent roll across the Northern Territory uh, was affected by COVID-19. And from what we've done with the survey with our members, we also note that almost everybody that is still claiming that they were once affected by COVID-19 and therefore claimed assistance has made an attempt to repay or to to continue on with their rent payments. So there really isn't an issue in the marketplace that that requires that level of protection. We've got a few text messages coming through. I will get to those in just a moment. Um, But, Quinton, what have you been told by the government at this point in time? Uh, Is this legislation... How long is this legislation going to stay in place at this point? We've been given absolutely no end date on it at all. The uh, Attorney-General told us that it would remain in place aligned with the health um, emergency declaration, which is currently in place until the the 21st of June, uh, and that we'll just wait and see how things pan out. Um, Quinton, a couple of messages here from listeners, and hopefully they're ones you can answer, but if not, let us know. Uh, One that says, Katie, can you please ask Quinton, my rent has increased twice in the last six months, and the real estate tried to increase the rent twice during the signing of the last renewal. Is that okay? Look, I wouldn't like to get into individual situations, Katie. I think that would be uh, wrong. I think... If they've got a question like that, mm-hmm. um, one of the best places that they can turn to is Consumer Affairs, uh, okay. who can assist them on an individual basis. Yep. All right. Good call. Uh, Quinton, the other one is quite similar as well, so we might advise to uh, those listeners to get in contact with Consumer Affairs. Uh, Quinton, just finally, what impact is this legislation staying in place uh, going to have on on territorians that own uh, either a home or a rental or, or a unit? Sorry. Well, we, we think longer term, if it, if it remains in place, it is actually going to be quite a disincentive to people uh, purchasing into the rental market. Now, we know we have a rental shortage at the moment. That's, that's obvious because we've got a lot of demand and, and a diminished supply. And that's the reason why we're seeing rent increases and we're seeing vacancy rates dropping down to 1% and 2%. So we need to encourage more investors to come into that marketplace to add more stock into that rental market to to meet that demand that is there and is growing. Um, Now, the reality is that the more impediments and the more legislation that you put in front of investors, the more they'll turn elsewhere. They've got plenty of choices. We're not the only market in Australia that is moving quickly at the Mm -hmm. moment. So investors have a lot of choice Australia-wide to invest into the property market. We want them investing here. So the last thing we want is is barriers in their way that say, don't bother coming here because we're the only state or territory left in Australia that decides to put this legislation in place. Quinton, just very quickly, I know that it is being reported, Maddie Hepworth mentioned in the local news just a little while ago uh, that apparently new data has shown that our house prices in the Territory are still on the rise. Uh, is that uh, is that the situation from your perspective? We're about, uh, we're just putting to bed the, the quarterly figures for the March quarter mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't have uh, the full data set to hand, but anecdotally, yes, we are seeing prices still increasing. Um, certainly, 
demand is very, very strong. Um, we're seeing, you know, for, for once uh, a lot of turnout at auctions um, and we are still seeing quite a lot of demand on, on the rental market. Um, so, yes, it, it is still a very buoyant and very healthy market at the moment. Well, Real Estate Institute of the Northern Territory, uh, Chief Executive Quinton Killian, always good to speak with you. Thank you for your time today. And with you, Katie. Bye. Thank you.